I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. While Washington is in the grips of high-level negotiations to avoid the so-called fiscal cliff, in Europe, you could argue some countries that have already fallen off a fiscal cliff are now trying to climb back up. Across Europe today, tens of thousands of people took to the streets to protest government spending cuts and rising unemployment. It was a coordinated day of strikes and demonstrations throughout the European Union. The biggest protests took place in some of the nations hardest hit by the crisis, like Italy, Greece, and Spain. The world's Jerry Haddon is in the Spanish city of Barcelona. Just how widespread are these strikes, Jerry? Give us a sense. Just about everywhere in Europe, there have been at least protests of support. The strongest action has happened in southern Europe, where we've seen four general strikes, Greece, Italy, Portugal, and Spain. But again, there's been solidarity movements and and street marches all across uh, Europe. Right. And how vigorous are these protests? Are they peaceful or violent? There have been clashes in Milan. There were some clashes early this morning in Madrid when the wholesale food market opened up and the picketers blocked the entrances there. Uh, there have been about a, five dozen people arrested so far in, in Madrid during the, where the main protest is going on. But I wouldn't characterize this as uh, particularly violent. So what do these protesters, these strikers, want their leaders to hear, both their leaders in their home countries and the leaders, the European Union leaders? Their message is very simple. Austerity doesn't work. They all argue that the patient is being killed off by the medicine. You know, Greece, Spain, especially Portugal, they've all bought into the austerity plan. You know, that's been, they would say, foisted on them by the International Monetary Fund, the European Union and the European Central Bank. And none of those three countries, for example, can point to any turnaround in their sinking economies. All their economies are still contracting. Unemployment is rising across the board. What they're saying is, and what you know, their union leaders are, are, are trying to say to Brussels is, this isn't working. What we need to get our books back in order is growth. And cutting spending is killing jobs. It's causing hardship for families. It means cutbacks in healthcare and education. It means pensions being slashed. It means retirement ages being raised. Some of these reforms, unions would agree, are necessary. But given all together at the same time and with such harshness, they say it's just it's just destroying economies instead of helping them to turn around. So for these strikers, uh, will these protests be anything more than kind of a ritual? Or is there a chance that Brussels might actually listen to them and say, no, they've got a point there. These uh, austerity plans aren't really working. I think the message has been heard by Brussels. I mean, if you take the case of Greece, they've held 20 strikes, some of them general strikes in the last three years, 20. And you'd be hard pressed to argue that Greek workers are better off today than they were three years ago. I mean, their economy is destroyed and getting worse every single day. But that said, politicians pay close attention to these kinds of protests. And you could also argue, well, the Greeks looks like it looks like Greece is just about to win a two year reprieve on getting its debt under control. Portugal just got a two year reprieve as well. So there may you could point to some small victories. I would say that the strikes do a little bit for the workers cause, but not nearly as much as unions would like to see. What about just, you know, for people who aren't striking, trying to go about their daily lives, how much uh, have all these strikes and all the people turning out in the streets disrupted uh, life in, say, a city like Barcelona? Yeah, well, the point of these strikes is to make life inconvenient. I mean, that's how you draw attention to what you're doing. If everyone were just sort of standing calmly on the sidewalk, waving banners, no one would pay any attention. Right. I was down at rush hour at the main subway and, and metro hub in Barcelona. Literally, all the hallways were gated shut. 
And it seemed that most residents of Barcelona knew that this was happening. It was almost like a ghost town down there. But every once in a while, a tourist with suitcases would come rolling in and, and, and sort of spin around in circles, confused. And inevitably, they would come up to me, the guy standing there with a microphone, and ask, you know, what's going on? And I'd explain to them as I could, mm. well, there's a strike today, and there are no trains until 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And they'd roll their eyes and, and head off trying to... <laughs> trying to figure out what they were going to do next. Right. The buses on the street, you know, they there was minimum service, but that was interrupted because the picketers would stop any bus they could and just sticker the windshield so that the drivers literally couldn't drive anymore. So so life was complicated for commuters, but people knew for a long time the strike was coming, so I think they were prepared. Now, one thing that struck me, the the coordination of all these strikes in all these different countries, is there anything to, to note there? I mean, it feels like every time I saw a strike in Greece, it was just a strike in Greece, and the next day there'd be one in Madrid. But today, all together now. There's a confederation of European unions, and that's existed for a long time. And I think what's happened is they finally got together and said, you know, we shouldn't just be striking individually. This is a European Union problem. We're all members of this union, and we're all, you know, fighting the same battle. So let's pick a date and let's get together and let's send a much stronger message to Brussels that everybody is suffering. It's not just one community or the other. And I think probably today, strikers felt a lot more emboldened knowing that they were standing with fellow workers across the continent. The world's Jerry Haddon, as always. Thanks for the update. My pleasure, Marco.